Welcome to Season 3 of Multiclass Theater, now with 50% more class. Multiclass Theater uses Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition by Wizards of the Coast and contains adult language, fantasy violence, pop culture references, and terrible fake accents. But if two seasons of it haven't chased you away yet, then settle in and enjoy the show. Last time, our heroes made it to the Aarakocra village, but the only way to reach the lofty heights of the bird folk was to navigate a series of chambers meant to put fledglings to the test. To make matters worse, the complex had been occupied by gnolls, vicious hyena-like monsters. Murder resolved that first problem, but the party then triggered a test that began filling the chambers with water. Fortunately, Mist and Desmond, especially Desmond, had plenty of bullshit waterbending spells. Can we say that? Plenty of bullshit hydromancy spells at their disposal that bought enough time to fully assess the situation and find an escape. But before they could dry out, they were confronted with the most fearsome foe ever to threaten this podcast. Mist. Well, the shadowy doppelganger of the magic cat at any rate. And to make matters even worse, Anka managed to summon a copy of herself as well. But both copies failed to imitate the true majesty of the originals and were dispatched, opening a path out of the trial chamber and right into the middle of an Aarakocran ritual. How will the bird folk respond to this interruption? Let's find out on Multiclass Theater. Hello! Are we interrupting something? The large Aarakocra, with the headdress and crown, steps forward. He leans down, mere inches from your face, and screeches. <coughs> his claw is almost deafening, and his breath is fairly repugnant, smelling of fish. Ah, uh, yes. Hello. Ah, uh, I'm Rotan. Ah, these are my companion. Suddenly, from the sides, several air coker rush forward, extending spears in your direction. The king's or leader stands, and a spear immediately takes the place where his face just was. Oh, that's a neat trick. Silway's dagger was out and ready to deflect, and suddenly it just slowly lowers. <laughs> the Aarakocra King starts talking to you in Aarakocra. Uh, yes, um, uh, that's, that's not going to work. Uh, I, I know uh, Carmen, Carmen, and he like gestures back and forth between them, and uh, Draconic, and then he like makes claws with his hands, and then he says, and, uh, and giant, so that he makes a stomping motion. But I do not, I do not know what you are doing. Desmond. Hmm? Desmond, t tongues? Do, do you have tongues? Perhaps I, I could. <laughs> I, I don't know how to communicate to them that, um, that, I, that I'm casting a spell and that, that I mean them no harm. I'm, I'm afraid I might get a spear through the face. You, know, you, you understand? They can't see you. The trapdoor that you've pushed open is ah. not terribly big. They can only see Rotan and Silway at the moment. Cast down me, and I think, yeah, I think I can. I think I can probably help this. 
Oh, all right. Hello. I mean, there was a whole shrine dedicated to gnomes, as we all remember. So perhaps you could just, you know, pop me out and, um, you know, see if they'd be a little more friendly with me and uh, Mist. I like that. I like that. No, no offense. So we all wrote on. No offense. <laughs> perhaps we do. We do both things, and I and I touch uh, uh, Mist and give him uh, tongues. <laughs> if you're all done talking and planning, we need some help up here. Okay. The air cockers surrounding you, Silway and Rotan, start gesturing with their spears for you to come out of the trap door. Oh, yes. Yes, all right. Silway's lower dagger slowly raises back up. Uh, happily, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, we, he, he like makes a circling motion with his finger, are adventurers, and he makes, like, a running-in-place motion. Roton, Silwick, could one of you just pick me up, please? Just lift me? You could present me, actually, in a way. Uh, just pick me up and, I mean, you know, not like a, a baby, but sort of just up, you know? Please? Uh, yes! I, I, I can't reach the top. Uh, <laughs> Hello? Roton reaches into the hole and grabs your, like grabs you by the wrist and lifts you up. <laughs> As you reach down into the hole, the Aarakocra around you grow nervous, and they step forward, and they jab their spears forward really close to your head, and they're gesturing furiously. Are they still trying to speak? Because now that I have the spell on me, I can, like, understand things. No. No. Okay. No. They haven't said anything since the king stepped back. You're essentially surrounded by a ring of guards or royal guards. As they get more aggressive, Silway unsheaths her second dagger and places herself between (laughs) Rotan and the birds. Rotan begins lifting Windley up as she passes the lip of the trap door and becomes visible to the Aarakocra. There are audible gasps to the extent that birds can gasp. (laughs) The guards with the spears back off and begin to look around, clearly confused. Rotan holds Widley up like like in The Lion King. Oh my, I, I was about to be like please, for the love of God do not hold me like Simba. <laughs> I, think, I think they need to see you, Widley. Okay, so Winley sort of looks out on all the Aarakocra and turns back to you guys and says, this is what we call vibrant expression. And I know you wish you all had it, but it's a name thing. <laughs> Winley, if you want, you could put your feet on the ground, unless you're enjoying being held aloft by Roton. Roton, um, this baby thing isn't working out as well as I oh, thought. Oh, this well, is could the you baby put thing. Me on, I could see. you put me on the uh, ground? Would I you thought mind? you meant like... Uh, burping or something. Oh, here, here you go. <laughs> Mist, are you still climbing upwards? Uh, how long does it take me to climb out of the hole? I guess that's my question. Once Rotan sets Winley down, there is a way for you to get up. Okay, then Mist will climb out of the hole. When you climb out of the hole, they lower their spears. And they look really confused. Everything is fine here. I We probably should have led with uh, the gnome and myself. That's That's my fault. Uh, that's my poor decision. Uh, greetings, fellow birds. <laughs> caw, caw, and so forth. Empire stuff, just doing empire stuff here. Empire, empire stuff. stuff, empire stuff. 
Empire stop. The large Aarakocra, the king, steps forward. Who are you? I am called Smokewing. There are no Kenku on this island. Where did you come from? Uh, came from not this island. My companions and I chartered a boat and, and sailed our way here and came ashore some days ago and learned of your colony and thought that you might be able to render us some assistance. And your friends? Uh, this shining gentleman holding the gnome, or formerly holding the gnome, is uh, Rotan <laughs> van Bastard. Um, uh, this is uh, Winley. Or, or, the, the gnome is, is Winley. Uh, this is... Uh, what, are we go- what are we going with? What are we going with, Silway? Just, just Silway, whatever, fine. <laughs> is uh, Silway, and we have two other companions with us back down the, the trapdoor, but one of whom is, is uh, a, a human named Desmond, and the other, um, this is where things are going to get a little bit touchy. Her name is Anka? The spears come flashing back nope. down. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I said, this was, look, we fought through the knolls to to reach you. They're, they're cleared out, by the way. There's no more knolls downstairs. If, if you were aware, knolls had taken up residence below uh, your uh, uh, theater temple we're going to go with. Um, they're gone now. They're, we took care of them. Uh, so we're all friends here and we're, we're, I hate to say I come in peace. That feels so cliche, but, but I definitely, we definitely do come in peace here. We're not here to pick a fight with anybody except the gnolls. Silway pokes her daggers towards the birds threateningly. Please don't antagonize (laughs) them, Silway. (laughs) Everybody out. Bring forth the witch. Oh, that shoot. <laughs> I see that I, I that the tone of voice there worries me a little bit. Um, we are here again in peace. Nobody's looking to fight anybody or cause any harm. We're here to talk with the words and not with the fighting. So we'll bring everybody up, but everybody, everybody, Mist calls down the trap door. Everybody, be cool. So Mist steps out of the way so everyone else can climb up the... Yeah, Desmond climbs up. Anka's going to fly up, and she's going to go a little bit like she overshot where the ground was, but she's going to kind of hover for a second and do a, an exaggerated, almost sarcastic-looking bow as she slowly floats back down to the ground and sets her feet down. Was this your idea? Mine? No, I would have flown. Would you? It would have saved me quite a lot of trouble, but it also would have saved me quite a lot of fun, so... You also notice that when he addresses Anka, he does so in common. Your mother, then. To send me here, along with these adventurers, yes. But not for what you think. No? This isn't an apology? Her attempt for finally soothe my feathers after an eternity of indifference? To offer you? In bondage, to atone for her failure? Hmm... Well, I suppose that depends on exactly what you would have of me, but we are here to help. I don't care about you, but I would like your mother's head. Mm, That we cannot do, but we can give you something perhaps better. He turns from you, Anka, and he calls out sharply. Mist, you hear in Arakokra that he's yelling for everyone to clear the temple. And you see the Aarakocra begin to head for the exits. The royal guard remain, but the rest of them, 
as they approach the passages outwards, lift off and fly. At this point, I should probably describe where you guys are. You are standing in the interior of a temple. There are ornate carvings covering all of the walls from the floor to the ceiling, much like below that you encountered on your trip up, but um, you'd have to get closer to really examine what these carvings are. The center of the temple is almost like a raised perch, and that is what you have come up upon. And it seems like this is the place for the king or the priest or whomever to stand while the rest of them actually stand below. From where you are, you see that the area below you is a good 10 or maybe 20 feet below the raised platform on which you find yourselves. When the Aarakoke remove, they obviously don't walk. They fly or they hop. Once the Aarakocra have cleared out... The king stands in front of Anka, puffing up his chest, trying to look big. And he is big. He is tall for an Aarakocra. Not as tall as you missed, but compared to the rest of the ones that you've seen, he seems to be over six feet tall. We are alone. Now talk. All right. Uh, Not you. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> already needs what I say. <laughs> so we have come. No. Nope. Okay. Jew. And he points at Anka. We come bearing the opportunity to be rid of Sturge, if you would be interested in such an endeavor. We have tried this before. Several times. You remember last time? Of course I remember. It was never intended. Intentions don't matter. My father is still dead. How would this be different? We sacrifice your mother instead? Well, you have us. Yeah, she looks over at the rest of the party. So, sorry, not speaking. Smoke also does not speak, but gives a little ta-da gesture. Rotan puts his hand over his mouth. <laughs> they are much more capable than they appear, I, I assure you. Are they? <laughs> they got here, after all. Wherever did you find the gnome? Technically, the gnome found us. Um, is that okay? The Aarakocra bends very low. Coming down into your eyeline, Winley. And give me a perception check. Ooh, it's smelling fishy down here. <laughs> uh, it's not funny at all. Uh, 24. You see that his expression softens. The gnomes have aided my people in the past. We honored you and welcomed your friendship. Oh, well, that's wonderful. <laughs> I like you too. <laughs> Very much. And then he stands back up. And yet, the Kenku are a shady bunch. Thieves and outcasts, the murder of them. I can see how you would fall in with a witch. You don't even have to roll perception checks <laughs> to see that Aga is having a hard time keeping her mouth shut. She looks very angry, but she's just not saying anything. Smoke is just trying to judge, like... Am I allowed to respond to that, or should I just keep my beak shut? Winley is feeling really good. She's feeling freaking awesome. So, just in case anybody needed to know. The king looks over at Silway. This one has spirit. I'm surprised she's still alive. Spirit? I don't have any spirits. <laughs> what are you talking about, Birdman? What is your name, anyways? Birdman. I am King Akrataki. First of his name, Warden of the Sky, Bearer of the Golden Scepter, Heir to King Akra, Son of Queen Taki. You live by my leave. 
Akraktaki. But King Akraktaki, I have no spirits, if that's what you're thinking. No spirit, you silly girl. Vigor. Are you daft? What did you call me? Silway, Silway, that's a compliment. How is that a compliment? No, he's saying that you have, um, gusto and you're vibrant. Hello? It's, it's, it's good. Silway looks very confused at the idea that somebody might compliment her. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I was reading that, too. Yeah, just sort of like drums her fingers on her daggers, like, I don't know how to handle this. I don't have time to read the other outlanders. What is your plan, witch? Well, it will require all of us. You would have to help the witches. Which I realize might be asking a lot of you, but it's an opportunity for us to make amends. It won't be like it was before. I suppose I should meet with my council. Maybe pray to my ancestors. So boring. I'm not saying yes, but I am not saying no. You cleared the ritual path, and that is not nothing. Go, and make camp beneath the tree. Have a spa day. I will summon you when I have decided. He launches into the air and flies out of one of the passages, one of the exits to the temple. Well, that's a good sign. I went very well. I'd say that went very well as well. How can you tell? Because we are not dead. Well, we are still alive. (laughs) (laughs) So the other guards who are in the temple are still there, and they are watching you. Their spears are at their sides, though. How many are there? Six of them. Okay. So when he said beneath the tree, does that mean we have to go back down through all that? We will stay in the village tonight. We do not need to climb back down and back up, and it would be a whole ordeal. Follow me. I will take you there. There's a village up here. Well, they have to live somewhere. I assume there was a big tower they all lived in. But, okay. She still has her daggers out, by the way, just, just in case. The group of you exit the temple. You find yourselves on the edge of a pyramidal building in front of an enormous sequoia tree. To your left and right, surrounding the tree, are other pyramidal structures. The view here is spectacular. You see out above the forest, across the island, to the mists themselves enveloping the shores. In the distance, you see a dark castle high on a mountain peak. It's a dark blemish on an otherwise beautiful scene. The Aracocra village seems to be comprised of these pyramids. And as you look upwards into the sequoia, you see nest-like huts decorating its branches. The entrances to all these buildings are 30 or more feet off the ground, including, unfortunately, the one you find yourselves at the edge of. Wait, so we have to descend 30 feet? Yes, down to the ground. (laughs) So we're coming out of one of these, like, pyramid structures. Yes, and as you look backwards at the pyramid that you are emerging from, it is the largest of the structures. Whereas the other ones seem to be built on the ground, this one seems to come, almost emerge from the ground. As if the entire pyramid is just the very peak of a much larger structure. Hmm. So we have to get down 30 feet down to the ground? Yeah. No, I have a solution well, for this. Yes, you have your spider. Is it a straight drop, or is it like 
I mean, we're on a no, pyramid, straight, so... No, straight down. Rotan rolls a 24 to climb down. Rotan climbs down without issue. Silly leaps over the edge, and <laughs> as she's falling, casts Featherfall, <laughs> and just slowly floats down to the ground. What a show-off. I've been working on this new spell. Um, well, actually, Silway, I also have Featherfall, and it says I can choose up to five falling creatures. Anyone else <laughs> like to take a feather with me? Well, nobody else was falling, and they don't trust me if I said to jump, so... Yes, does anyone want it before I go? I'm going to be very, very light. Okay, goodbye. That's <laughs> <laughs> it, and she's gone. <laughs> Uh, so it seems to be uh, just Mr. and Desmond and Anka, but I mean, Anka can get down. We're so bad. This uh, this this village, I can already tell, is not going to be ideal for me. Mist grabs Desmond and pulls him in close, and then just descends gently because that's literally what levitate is for: <laughs> rising and falling at will. Perfect. And so they descend easily. You all find yourselves down on the ground. The grounds in front of you are well manicured. It's wild, like almost like wild gardens, but it seems to be everything is done with purpose and that they are obviously cultivated. You make your way to the center, to the base of the sequoia tree, and around the base of the tree, there is a 20-foot ring that seems to have been kept free of the growth. There is a lush, almost lawn surrounding the tree itself, which would make an ideal site for a camp, if you so desired. I'm pretty sure no one needs a short rest here. This is uh, this is the spot that uh, the king was talking about, I suppose. Looks as good a place as any to um, make camp. So we just lay down on the grass and wait for the king to come back? Did he happen to mention how long he was going to take with this um, council? I did not hear anything. Hmm. Well, I suppose we, um, we wait for some kind of response. Eight hours would be ideal for me. (laughs) (laughs) But that's a long meeting. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. How have we camped in the past? I mean, have we ever discussed, like, tents? Because we've never really gone to that minutia. We had a carriage for the longest time. I have a tiny hut, and I also have a some other version of tiny hut but it can fit nine creatures of medium to small i don't know what that means Um. for you miss how six feet would that be considered medium or like huge? yeah 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 okay well i can (laughs) huge totally cast i'm huge Um, spell tiny hut yeah i would be happy to cast tiny hut i love this spell yeah i love this spell so much so I'll go ahead and do it. So Winley casts Tiny Hut. Everyone is welcome inside, if they like. What does Winley's Tiny Hut look like? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like some flavor te- text here in the spell, but I want to know what Winley's hut looks like. Well, preferably it wouldn't be a hut. It would be like a teapot. Like, <laughs> that's how I, I love like a big... Like, ten-foot teapot, just, like, sprung out. Lots of, like, moss everywhere, gemstones that she's had since birth that, like, every gemstone that she's ever dug with her family is, like, all throughout. It's very shiny, eclectic, you know, 
Um, but there's lots of pillows and they're all really like marshmallow soft. They look like marshmallows all over the place. And they're like different <laughs> shades of gem, of like uh, gemstone. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's just very green and, and happy. And I hope everyone finds a marshmallow and just takes a rest. How's uh, Silway dealing with the interior of this place? <laughs> I believe Silway is like prodding the pillows with a knife, like unsure, like what is up with these very, very soft things? I mean, she knows what a pillow is clearly, but <laughs> she grew up in luxury, but it's been a while. Not pillows like this. <laughs> <laughs> Mist is kneading the pillows. Mist is 100% <laughs> kneading the pillows. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this this is the best spell you've ever cast. And he's uh, just... <laughs> well, would anyone like some chamomile tea with honey milk foam? Desmond will, would request a, um, a lounge chair, like an old man chair that he could just fall asleep in. <laughs> you are all relaxing in, I guess, Windley's version of luxury. So, um, Anka, uh, hmm. did that go the way you expected? Well, there was less stabbing. So, probably better than expected. So you'd expected us to get stabbed by the king? At least once. <laughs> I won't say that it's rational, but it's understandable. Hold on a moment. You thought we were all going to get stabbed. Perhaps, yes. It was not outside the realm of possibility. And it is us. It's not too late. Sylvie's twirling a dagger in her hands. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by it is us. <laughs> we have a propensity for getting attacked. Well, that's... That's not our fault. Well, I don't think it's our fault. Mm. Huh. Mm. I, I think it could sometimes be a singular fault within the group. So, and then they could push the singular person's problems onto the entire group. Happens all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. As, as, <laughs> as she continues spitting a dagger in her hands. Winley takes one of the pillows and bites into it, and everyone realizes it is actually a marshmallow. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Alas, Gruber is not here to enjoy this. Where is Gruber and Cashew? This is missing Gruber and Cashew. Gruber would burn the hut down to roast the marshmallows. <laughs> yeah, you're glad he's fair, not here. Fair. Well, maybe, he, but if he knew Winley loved it, maybe he would reconsider. Well, he would do it on purpose. No, but I don't know. It's just. I'm pretty sure the hut's impervious to fire. Marshmallows are not impervious to fire. <laughs> Which makes the putt a perfect road. It's like an oven. You just light the whole thing on fire and shove marshmallows inside. <laughs> While we're in it, too, which is fun. Um... So, Anka, this, um. This business that the king referenced between you and and the witches. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? I thought it was just, uh, I thought there had just been a falling out because uh, the last attempt at Starge had, had gone poorly. Yes, well, by gone poorly, I suppose I mean that uh, their previous king was killed in the battle. Yes, but it wasn't your fault, was it? Mm. All right, I'm not going to claim responsibility. It was just bad battle luck, that's all. It happens. Oh. But because we dragged them in, the Eric Rokra understandably blame us, though I would have oh. hoped that they would have 
perhaps a little more perspective after a time. So it was your idea the last time as well. We have been fighting this fight a long time. You do what you must. Mm. You take calculated risks and sometimes it doesn't play out. That's war. Right, that makes perfect sense. Sometimes people have to die to accomplish ends. What's the big deal? Yes, well, that wasn't the goal. It was just an unfortunate effect. Oh, I misunderstood. Okay. We didn't want him to die. Preferably he would have lived and Sturge would have died. Right, that makes sense. And how long ago was this? About 30 years. And how old does Anka look? She looks in her early 20s. So this was before your time, but <laughs> because your mother, no. You flatter me. I appreciate it. Wait, I'm confused. How old are you? Were you part of that battle? The lady never tells her age. Yeah, but I'm asking you. Yes, what's your secret? <laughs> Do you really want to know? Yes, I want to know. How old are you? Well, I'm not telling you my age, but the secret. And she motions Desmond forward with her finger. <laughs> he can't. He comes to you. The secret is magic. Ah, that's mm -hmm. what I thought it was. Mm -hmm. I had a hunch. So, necromancy. Well, nobody has died for this. That's the magic that extends life, right? By taking it from something else. Right. So, that's what you did. Mm -mm. You couldn't tell me it's okay. Mm, I'm, I'm not going to tell you yet, youngling. But, but maybe someday? You'll tell me someday? If you master your power, then yes, I will teach you. So, like, it's a big grin on her face. Awesome. I'm gonna learn necromancy. <laughs> I was always told that the best anti-aging, um... Regimen was a nutrient-dense diet. And everyone looks around the room and has seen that about four out of five of the marshmallows are now gone. <laughs> but perhaps I'm wrong. Where's this king starting to eat everything in this house? Should we try and take a rest in the meantime? And if he shows up, then he shows up. I don't think we're in any, any kind of immediate danger. I could certainly use some time to rest and recuperate. Maybe, maybe not on on the on the pillows though. Uh, I did sit down on the one of them a little earlier, and uh, I was still a bit damp from uh, from coming up the tower. And uh, <laughs> it's I'm rather sticky, so um, I think I'm gonna just go uh, lie over there, and, uh, and and don't mind me. Roton, you've melted the marshmallow. Yes, well, <laughs> uh, it it did. You know, at the outset, it seems like a great pillow concept, but in practice, uh, does not actually seem to be uh, that functional. That's all. That's all I have to say. If you imagine a a bird curled up the way a cat does, <laughs> that's basically what you see on one of the marshmallows. <laughs> oh, well, the marshmallow's working just fine for him. It's like feathers on the tail, kind of like fan out and contract instead of twitch. Silway's gonna harass Anka for more magic training while everyone else is resting. Yeah, Anka will oblige on that. Well, it looks like everyone in the party is going to sleep, and you know what that means? That means it's time for another ASMR mid-roll. So just sit back and relax. Unless you're driving, of course. If you're driving, maybe just turn down the volume for a few minutes. But for the rest, 
just sit back and relax. I want to wish all of you listeners a happy Halloween. Maybe you've got a costume planned. If you do, I'm sure it's a great one. As for me, I'm going to be dressing up in a fleece jacket. Then I'm going to stroll around the neighborhood just shuffling through the fallen leaves and smelling the crisp air. I love fall. It reminds me that winter is right around the corner, which I also love. And after that is spring, which is pretty great too, because it means that winter is finally over. And then you have summer, which means that Halloween will be here soon again. Now, of course, remember, if you have to choose between a trick or a treat on Halloween, make sure you make it a treat. Though, speaking of treats, I want to say that it is a real treat for us to bring this show to you. And a large part of that is being able to see it bring other people joy. If our show does bring you joy, we would really appreciate it if you could leave us a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. No pressure. We're all busy, and and we understand that. But if you do have a little bit of time to spare, we do really enjoy reading those reviews. And of course, I want to give a big... ASMR shout-out to all of our supporters on Patreon. You folks are the best. Well, I guess I promised an ASMR mid-roll, so here's a brownie recipe. You're going to want to start by preheating the oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit. In a pot over low heat, melt 4 ounces of unsweetened baking chocolate with 3 fourths of a cup of butter. Do not allow it to boil and stir frequently to prevent burning. Once the chocolate and the butter are thoroughly melted, remove the pot from heat and stir in two cups of sugar. Once you've got that sugar evenly mixed in, stir in three eggs and one teaspoon of vanilla. Now, you're ready for the dry ingredients. Add one cup of flour, one teaspoon of salt, and one teaspoon of baking powder. You could also add one cup of chopped nuts, if you're feeling nutty. (laughs) Now, you're going to want to mix all of that really well together, and then pour it into a greased 13 by 9 inch baking dish. Put that glorious smelling dish into the preheated oven, and let it stay there for 35 minutes. Now, if you're following along at home, you may want to just pause here for 35 minutes before my next instruction. Because my next instruction is get those brownies out of the oven. Oh my goodness, every second you waste is another second that they're burning. Oh my goodness, the mineral is over and the brownies are ruined. Eight hours or so pass as you all rest. It has been a while since you've had a a decent rest. The events of the last day and climbing up through the pyramid exhausted you more than anything in recent days. You wake up. You're guessing maybe the next morning. You feel well rested. The accommodations were very comfortable. Though your joints are stiff and you have aches and pains in places that 
you're uncertain how they appeared, and then you think back, and it's like, oh yeah, you were in numerous fights, and soaked with water, and fought a mist shadow, and the events of the previous day come rushing back to you. It's fairly early, when you hear a chorus of bird calls, screeching but somehow harmonious, coming from just outside of the hut. Silway goes to investigate. Silway, you emerge from the hut, and you see the king standing before you, flanked by two Arakokra, also wearing headdresses, though they are not as high or as regal-looking as the one that the king wears. So I'm guessing you're here for the witch? We're here for all of you, darling. Go and wake them. But be quick. Silway pauses because she doesn't like being ordered around, but just for a few <laughs> seconds, and then goes inside. Uh, the, the king is outside. You want to wake? Everyone have their disguises on? Which is mostly me, but yes. Miss puts <laughs> his hat up, makes sure the hat is on securely. Bobby pins or something, I don't know. And, uh... Wig glue. <laughs> a bit of marshmallow. Spirit gum. And... <laughs> stabs it around. Oh, gosh, it's gonna get awful. <laughs> Short time. And, uh, resumes looking like the same Kenku from before. Rotan comes out, and he's got little twigs and, like, pine needles stuck all over him. I see you all emerge from the hut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. So you are standing before the king. Who is in front? Silly was already kind of outside, so unless someone steps forward, she'll be in front. The king looks past you, Silly. <laughs> what is your plan? Well, we have a fort to take, and we could use your assistance. Oh, we've tried that. You know a frontal assault on the castle is falling. These... Adventurers will not make a difference. It will if we are not doing a direct assault. Okay. I am listening. Say another building is under attack. One of great value. While he is trying to stop that, another force goes in. Oh, so you're thinking a diversion where my flock is slaughtered, and what? We have to try. Even doing nothing here in your tower, eventually he will find you. And you cannot do this alone. The king looks to you, Winley. Your people approve of this plan? Did you bring an army as well? Um... I am a lone gnome. I do not have, um... <laughs> lots of gnomes or a gnome army at all. Um... Well, this is my army. These five people. And they're as good and as strong as a, any army could ever be. So if you want me, then you will have them. And be happy about it. Genku, do you have a murder of dirty brigands you have traveled here with? I mean, if that's what you want to call... I mean, I say... My companions here. Heroes. Tiran, do you come with your people? I don't have people anymore. Outlanders, do you bring your people from across the Great Sea? Well, if if ever there was a time when I had an army or people, I'm afraid I do not remember. But I have, as my companions have stated, found a, a bit of a new army, a, a new people in these friends here. And I assure you, we are more than capable. I have seen each of them perform, perform spectacular feats uh, firsthand. Um, 
If, if you need a job to be done, or a war to be won, we, we are the ones. And Timora will be with us. I feel like I want a persuasion check here. So, I am going to give one of you the opportunity to roll for the group. You will do so with advantage, because everyone is helping. You decide who is going to make the final case. I recommend not silly. It's persuasion and charisma? I believe it is. Winley, how... So, I, I, I think... I, I think, given the situation, and with as little metagaming as possible, it seems to me that Winley might be in the best situation to make the role. It has nothing yeah. to do with the fact that she's a bard and therefore has high charisma and therefore also has high persuasion. Um, <laughs> I think it's probably Winley or Roton, and Winley, it feels more appropriate for Winley to do it here. Okay, <laughs> that's that's good. I, I will if it's supported by everyone. Sure. Yeah. They're, they're clearly a bit racist towards Kenku, so... Hmm. Okay, so no one objects... It'll be a plus seven for my persuasion. Oh, okay, 24. Hey. <laughs> Winley, give me your closing argument. Tell him about how he defeated the Kraken. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 Kraken. Two Kraken for me. Well, um, sir, you are not going to find anywhere in the world a more eclectic, vibrant... And more dedicated group of individuals. We like to see the, the bigger picture when we're doing everything that we do. And we believe in this fight. We believe in redding, redding this area of this terrible lord. And... Well, I mean, we did defeat a kraken. Technically, it ran away. Technically, shut up. <laughs> uh, Mist kind of slaps Silway on the shoulder. <laughs> That's even better than defeat. Than the regular kind of yes, defeat. Yes, it, it's, it's not every day that a kraken runs away from a group of, of five small individuals. That'll tell all its friends not to mess with us. There you go, Roton. I ask... That you believe in us, believe in the cause, and mostly believe in yourselves. From my understanding, it's only, it's been 30 years since you've really come to stand for something. Since you've really come to, to fight for your rights as individuals, because they're coming for you. Just like they're going to come for everyone. So please stand with us. Please fight with us. And remember who you are. You are the Arakokra. You have great purpose. You're the wardens of the sky. Remember that. Fight with us, please. The Arakokra king lowers himself to one knee so that he is at eye level with you, Winley. He reaches out with his hand, and he places it on your shoulder. You could almost swear that he's smiling, or perhaps it's just a twinkle in his eye. You're such a wise woman. We will honor what your people did for us. We will take to the skies once more. We will fight. And then he stands, and he turns back to Anka. But I have one condition. 
A small indulgence, if you will. I demand an apology from the Witch Queen for what she did to my father. As you can see, I am not the Witch Queen, so I cannot guarantee this. But I will I will do my best to facilitate this, yes? Fine. No time like the present. Sage your farewells. And he turns his back and takes several steps away. This is far from goodbye, but for now, I must leave you. You're leaving us right, right, right now. Just for a little while. So, five minutes? Perhaps a little longer than that, but I believe you will be going on without me from here. Uh, where, where are we going? You've been the one to call all the shots. <laughs> Hello. We will come up with a plan, and I will tell you what might be the best course of action later, but, well, if I don't, then somebody will. But I must go. I have to plan a battle. But we will see you again. I I doubt this is the last you will ever see of me. I had entirely too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> and there is so much more you can teach me. You will learn. All on your own, I'm sure. Rotan will step forward and bow. Anka, thank you for your assistance that you have given us. And good fortune in the upcoming campaign. Anka mirrors his bow. This one much less sarcastic than the one that she gave to Akrotaki. And to you as well. Desmond will step forward and bow his head lightly and just uh, kind of lean in close and be like, I look forward to hearing more about that anti-aging secret when we meet again in person. (laughs) (laughs) Anka taps the tip of her nose and just smiles at him. He chuckles and walks off. Mist will lock eyes with Anka and then very slowly blink once. Slow <laughs> I'll sling spells with you anytime. Aga definitely returns the slow blink. <laughs> it's like a bird doing it, so he's kind of got the <laughs> dictating membranes. <laughs> oh my it's goodness, that's weird. great. Wendley steps forward and curtsies. Anka, thank you for everything you've done. And also, thank you so much for your introduction of Keshu to me. I wouldn't have had him if it wasn't for you. And... You've made me feel whole. Thank you. I said I wasn't going to cry, but she, like, wipes very quickly away a tear. Of course. Anything I could do to help you. And Sylvia doesn't do goodbyes, so she just stands there leaning against the hut, staring at (laughs) Anka. Nope, Hmm. this is canon. She does not do goodbyes. (laughs) It's not even a proper goodbye, it's just an until later. Right, we will see you again. No need for goodbyes. The king turns back towards you, takes a step forward. Finished? Yes. Then we go to the skies. And he leaps and spreads his wings and takes off towards the sunless sky. She'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) Cassie, do you want to describe your exit? She kind of just shakes her her head at him. (sighs) Show off. And then... It's less of a jump. She just starts floating upwards. There's not as much pomp about it. And she gives everyone a little short half salute, half wave as she takes off after him. The group of you stand for a few moments as you watch the two silhouettes disappear into the gloom. You don't say anything. Sometimes there are no words. So how do we get down? 
Will the uneasy alliance between the Aarakocra and the witches hold? Will this bonkers plan to create a diversion actually work? Will the Aarakocra discover that they have a Tabashi in their midst? I mean, if they were that grouchy about Anka, Mist could really fuck over this plan. Find out next time on Multiclass Theater. Before Winley says anything, um, <laughs> Mist as a bird actually <laughs> is my grid. <laughs> um, Mist is Mist as uh, in bird form, is standing about probably maybe about five and a half feet tall. Since Kenku are kind of on the shorter end of things. Oh yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting Mist is a Kenku. Now, Mist's eye, the funny thing is Mist's eye level is has not changed, but. Where his face is has, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah no, the... yeah. So you're you're technically like almost looking down upon this Aarakocra, even though it looks like you're looking up at him. Right. That's got to be so disorienting. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so does the hat adjust your eye line <laughs> to what you're pointing at or to what you're actually looking at? I mean, magic, so yes. yes. I believe in canon, the top six inches are now invisible, which we used at one point yes. in season one. Yeah, yes, if, we did. Basically, if somebody were to try to punch Smokewing in the face, they'd pretty much be punching Mist in the chest. That's a, that's about what it boils down to. And if they were to swing above his head, they'd punch Mist in the face. <laughs> I love this spell. <laughs> just don't think about it just don't think about it you see a five and a half foot tall crow everything's fine i swear i swear that so is it at one time hello could i take this for my own blah 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 you've never I done think it that was Desmond. no it was desmond what it was desmond. Uh, <laughs> fruit snacks is this all right well desmond you can, can take as many mushrooms as you damn well please <laughs> Welcome to this parallel reality, Rachel. You know what? You know what? Actually, no. Ames, it was another character you played. Was this it Debbie? Why yes, it was Debbie. This is why. Okay. Oh. Excuse okay. me. Now That'll I feel... That, that would make sense. Now I feel so much better about myself. <laughs> I was like, I, I, it's come out of your mouth, Ames. It has come out of your okay. mouth. Okay. I'm sure but... Debbie is definitely the type to find mushrooms and use them for various things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, that was super fun. Um, I have no idea what I said in that whole freaking thing that I said. I hope it sounded it good because I was no, like, it, it I kept stretching it, it out thinking, what the flippity fuck do I say? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that was real fun. So, yeah. And that is a uh, wrap for now on Cassie. Hey! Oh, Thank you, Cassie. Oh. Cassie, for everything and for just everything. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sticking fun. it out this long, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>